Hi, I am Patricia Schaefer, President of the Compassionate Friends Queensland. True Grief is a podcast of honest conversations about our experience with grief through the loss of a child. We hope this podcast creates opportunities for our listeners to have their own conversations and helps you to feel less isolated in your journey. This podcast is for entertainment purposes as we are not qualified counselling professionals. We are a peer support group. If you feel the need to speak to someone after listening to our conversations, please contact our national helpline on 1300 064 068 or ring Lifeline on 131114. This is David Murray with the True Grief Podcast number six. We're going to release this podcast earlier in December because we hope it will help you with the arduous task it can feel like getting through the Christmas period and other important events. Today I have with me Tina Good and a new person to the podcast, uh, Miss, Mrs. I should say, Jenny Reading. Hello, Jenny. Hi, David. How are you? I'm very well. Hello, Tina. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, Tina. Well, thank you. Hello, Jenny. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yes, David. Um, I lost my son, Michael, uh, nearly eight years ago, and I've always been a financial member of the Compassionate Friends since then. Um, But I've recently retired from full-time work and have decided it was a great opportunity to get involved as a volunteer uh, with the Compassionate Friends. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the obvious difficulty of dealing with Christmas coming up. And uh, Jenny, you've actually written to the members and you've had some pretty good responses from the membership in Queensland to how they deal with Christmas. And when we say Christmas, guys, we also recognise that birthdays um, are coming up and are coming up every month for people or anniversaries of death. So... We're just really focusing, we'll focus a little bit on Christmas, but I feel this information will be very useful for you people out there. Hopefully, uh, maybe you'll identify with what we're talking about, and maybe you will hopefully learn some strategies. Uh, we're not telling you what to do, it's just, hey, that's a good idea. No, God, I'll never do that. It's it's up to you. So, uh, Jenny, would you like to discuss some of the ideas yes. you've had? Um I just thought I'd talk briefly about myself first, my situation, um, and then I'll go through the responses that I received from some of our members. Um, So my son Michael, he was a Christmas baby. He was born on the 8th of December 1982. And for 30 years, Christmas was centre stage until we lost him on December 8th, 2012. As a child, he organised carols by candlelight for family and friends at home, we also attended every Lord Mayor's Christmas carols, drove, walked around streets, checking out all the Christmas lights in the houses close and far. Uh, he eventually became a doctor, and even then he would be seen around the wards of the Royal Children's Hospital dressed as a Christmas tree with his little battery flashing lights and reindeer around his stethoscope. Uh, Christmas can cause great sadness and anxiety for all bereaved parents, siblings and grandparents. And I've asked members to share some thoughts that may help you feel less alone through this holiday period. And I thank them now for sharing these with you. For me personally, I push myself to do everything Michael would expect of me this time of year. Um, The past three years, we have welcomed two little grandsons into our family. And our focus for them is to grow, knowing all about their Uncle Michael, and embracing his Christmas traditions and continue to take him forward in their hearts. I will always remember the one Christmas Michael was travelling overseas and he wasn't actually home for Christmas. So he rang my neighbour, uh, he, was, he was currently at that time in London, to make sure that I had turned the Christmas lights on so I dare not disappoint him. <laughs> 
Okay, so I'll continue now. Yeah, continue okay. with you. You continue. So this one is from Roger. He's um, father of Mitchell. Um, he said, it was just last night as we were firming up our Christmas plans that I said to my wife, this will only be the second time since 1981 that we have not spent Christmas with at least one of our kids. Uh, that his eldest being born in 1982. What I didn't say, but thought to myself, is that we will have spent just one of the last 15 Christmases with our youngest, Mitch, and that this will be our 10th Christmas since he was killed. Um, so he said whilst he, um, you know, not sure whether this will help, um, he said he's a telephone support person and he's taken two calls in the past three years from bereaved parents facing their 10th and 12th Christmas without their child. So in saying that, he's saying that even 10, 12 years in, he's still supporting parents who have lost a child, particularly at, at Christmas time, looking for that support. He says time may make living a little, little easier, but Christmas is one of those occasions that the passage of time does not assuage our feelings of despair. Very true. Yeah. So I think that's one of the... Uh, I, I jump in here. Tina, I, 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 again, I don't want to cause you too much pain or you have to go into highly specifics of... Can you remember your first Christmas? Mm. What and or birthday, whatever you want to talk to, what, yeah. what without going, you know, what was the feelings on that day? Okay, I, I, I remember my first Christmas after my sister died extremely well because it was it was such a devastating time. Obviously, and my sister died in January, so we had just had Christmas obviously that year. Um, my birthday's in February, so she died, and then we had to do her first birthday pretty well straight after but then you know we had the whole year to wait till our first Christmas um and obviously in that time there's you know all sorts of stuff that you have to navigate but I particularly remember the first Christmas because I I had my own child who was seven and I had uh, adopted her child who was three at the time um and we were in the shopping center shopping doing our Christmas shopping and I was walking around buying all the presents for the kids and family and friends and what have you and I found myself in a shop standing at the counter ready with my money to pay and I looked down at the the item that I put on the counter to hand over my money to buy and I was buying my my sister a birthday present a Christmas present and like without thought it was just such an automatic normal thing to do being out shopping buying Christmas presents and I just naturally bought her a Christmas present mm. and the poor shopkeeper had just had no no response I, I literally lost my bundle right there and then in with the Christmas line behind me out the shop and two kids you know one in either hand and I just looked at the poor girl behind the counter and I just went, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to buy that. And I just took off, left the thing on the counter and just took off, bawled all the way to the car with the kids, like, dragging them pretty much to the car. Jumped in the car and drove straight to my girlfriend's place and I literally fell through the door as she opened the door to me. Just I, I was inconsolable. Um, and it probably took her half an hour to calm me down before I could even tell her why I was there like I was just so distraught that I had forgotten that my sister had died and I was trying to buy her a Christmas present it was yeah it was harrowing it was awful really really awful uh Jenny just it was interesting we've had a a brief conversation before this um podcast and you were talking in regard to your son, and you almost want to uphold this flame. I can't try and find the right word here. To because re- you love Christmas so much, you feel incumbent on you to carry that ideal forward. Would, would that be fair or unfair? It is hard. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. I was because um, Michael Michael's funeral was like a week before Christmas, so that first Christmas for us. We were, in, we were in shock. I, we Honestly, I was talking to my children. We really don't remember much of that. 
But, you know, seven years on since that first Christmas without him, it, it has become, yeah, I guess you could call it like a torch I carry. I feel, you know, whilst my heart may not be always in it, I've, I'm, I feel obliged, for want of a better word, for him to keep that memory, that special memory that he had so much love for um, at Christmas. And, you know, I hope through the grandchildren um, that they will sort of understand that this was what their Uncle Michael was all about. He was very intelligent. He was, but most of all, Michael had the most amazing compassion for other people um, and such love. So I think you've sort of got to somehow get through the sadness and basically honour his love of this period of year. Do you actually make that explicit to now the grandkids? Because obviously, the, you know, his siblings and you and his father understand how much he loved Christmas. But do you now make it explicit so they understand that this is Michael's legacy or you just do it knowing that it is? No, I don't think we... Yeah, no, I think we just do it knowing that it is. Um, we did it... Um, like the Christmases afterwards before the children arrived um, absolutely still did the same sort of thing but in saying that out of all the parts of Michael um, I really want them to know that this was so special mm. and he also made it special for his siblings so um, they are very enthusiastic about making the journey mm. um, a fun one for mm. the kids mm. um, and like the three year old is now just sort of becoming aware of it so mm. it's just something you feel you have to do as hard as it is. Yeah. I was in tears last night. Um, the last thing I did with Michael before he passed away was put the tree up. And he's travelled the world and he'd had decorations from so many different parts of the country, and so of the world, sorry. And I remember, um, you know, it was uncanny that not knowing what was ahead, that we both together had the Christmas carols playing and he... Talk, told me about each of a particular decoration wow. that he got from a particular country um, and so I did that <clears throat> yesterday afternoon it's something I have to do on my own um, because I do get upset and I talked to him last night and said you know I should be here but I know he is um, but it's the journey doesn't get sort of any, the loss doesn't get any easier mm. but you have to sort of I guess what I try and do is the part that made him so happy um i try and sort of encompass that and move on with that mm. Mm. so it sounds like to me you're trying to develop strategies because we, we you know we, we accept it doesn't get any easier you try and develop strategies mm. to, to work around it um tina do do you feel there's a pressure on you yeah after, Hundred percent, particularly with particularly with Zayla, yeah. yeah. Um, because especially in the early years, because she was three, my son was seven. Nobody else in the family wanted to celebrate Christmas, obviously. But the show must go on, as they say. Like the kids have to have Christmas. So, you know, I've talked before, you know, in the other podcasts about, you know, that poker face, like putting on that you know, that, that mask to the rest of the world because the kids have to wake up on Christmas morning with, you know, a tree full of presents and, That's you know, right. Santa's been the night before and, like, you have to. And you lost, have to do it. They've already lost, lost so much. That's, That's right. right. So, but in saying that, we always include a Jody in our in our celebrations, and again, I mean, for myself, obviously, she was my my baby sister, and we were incredibly close. So, it's for my continuing bonds, but also for you know my niece to continue that relationship with her mother and to make sure that you know she felt her mother's presence every Christmas or birthday or you know Mother's Day, whatever. The, the occasion is so you know we have special Jody baubles that you know go on the tree and um each year like we we have the special one but then um periodically Zayla would buy a new one or you know this I want this one for mummy Jody or whatever so we have different decorations that are mummy Jody's decorations mm. um we have a particular photo that 
uh, comes out and we always set a place for Joe. There is always a place at the Christmas table um, for Jody, and even as the family's grown and you know in-laws have come in and what have you there's been a couple of times where we you know haven't actually had room physical room around the table so squeezing in that extra you know empty chair has been quite tricky but um you know we have our special candle and our special photo and our you know Jody bits and pieces so she's always with us at the Christmas table um and you know she had her favourite Christmas carols and, you know, things like that. So she spends Christmas with us. There is absolutely no question. Um, sometimes in the early years, uh, my niece wanted to buy presents for Mummy Jody. So, did. yeah, we bought presents for Mummy Jody. Um, and <clears throat> um, sometimes I would open them. Sometimes they would sit under the tree because... She wanted to wait so Mummy Jody Angel could come down and open them when we all went to bed. So I would sneak back out and, you know, after they'd gone to bed and open the present and leave the present and the wrapper and, you know, what have you on the floor. But, um, yeah, it's always, it's always the, along with the Santa and the reindeers the night before, you know, you leave out the cookies and, you know, I always do the, the, the you know icing sugar with the tracks of the reindeers mm. and things like mm. that you know and there's glitter because you know mummy jody angel had come down and sprinkled glitter around the tree and you know at the end of her bed and things like that so hard for you hard but you but important for important. coming from a, a, a child in zayla's position who i lost my mother when i was two um and totally opposite way of dealing with things in my family mm. it was not talked about it was put under you know the mat we did she wasn't discussed mm. and my brother actually said to me that sort of really affected him yeah so I think what you're doing is hard for you but it will be it was good for Zayla I mean I know she's nearly 18 now yeah. so a lot yeah. of that those little traditions have probably gone but we just do what we think we have to at the time there's yeah. no rules no um it's just what we do to get through yeah exactly the next year it might be different mm, exactly you know, as they grow yeah that's exactly right so uh jen you've got uh we're going to try and read out some of the members comments now and we may stop part way through if we may not uh, we'll just see how we go, and uh, so Jen, you've got, you've got, you've got, you're going to start us off. Yes, I'll start. So this one, um, this member didn't want her name um, used because I did give them that option. So um, her comment is: Christmas is especially a difficult time when there is an empty chair at the table. Our family lights a candle of remembrance on the Christmas dinner table and take time to remember our loved one, our loved ones, with us in spirit. So I think that's something that mm. quite a lot of people do find comforting, mm. um, still having them there. Absolutely. So this one's from Colleen, mother of Isaac. Um, we, my husband and I, believe that our son Isaac, forever 22, has a spirit animal, a kookaburra. This was because of our eulogy when I mentioned in the early days of grief before his life celebration, I wasn't sleeping well and couldn't visualise him at all. Then one morning when I was in his room where I had been trying to sleep, I woke to kookaburras laughing and I could see his face. So after researching the kookaburra, we found that they were family and friend orientated, lots of fun with their contagious laugh and that summed up our Isaac perfectly. So at a celebration of life, I shared our findings and played a recording of kookaburras laughing. My final request to our family and friends was that whenever they heard a kookaburra laugh, that they remember Isaac. Uh, we had no idea how much this idea would take. We have received random messages from friends and family of Isaac's sittings, sometimes with a picture, others kind words. This has been of tremendous comfort during the last 15 months. The use of the kookaburra has also allowed our family and friends to be more at ease in letting us know that they are thinking of us and of Isaac. They are more confident and comfortable to send us kookaburra sittings or, giving, or give us gifts with a kookaburra theme rather than risk mentioning his name. We are forever grateful that we opened this door of communication as we continue to learn to live this new life without the physical presence of our son. I hope this idea may help others 
have their loved ones remembered. That's so beautiful. It is beautiful, isn't it? And I agree with that. We have a symbol of Michael, amazingly enough, is the dandelion or Father Christmas, as my children always called it. And I have one particular beautiful sister-in-law who will see one randomly and send me a photo. And it is very comforting knowing that that means that she's very much in connection with Michael. Yeah, absolutely. That's very special. So I have a couple... over here too so I'd just like to read one from uh, Annie mother of Nicholas it's been four years since our four year old son died and we are coming up to our fourth, fourth Christmas without him the first Christmas was particularly hard and we didn't know how we, were, we would, would feel or what we wanted to do but we have found more of a rhythm over time a few things we generally do at Christmas time to honour our son Our son's name is Nicholas, and we buy a case of Nicholas French champagne and have a toast to him on Christmas Day with the extended family. For our extended family, Secret Santa, because we can no longer buy gifts for Nicholas, someone buys an appropriate gift for a boy of his age and donates it to the Kmart Wishing Tree, for example. Our immediate family goes out to Nicholas's memorial garden near Christmas Day and leaves letters for him. And we still put out his Santa sack on Christmas Eve and we have lots of special ornaments on the Christmas tree that remind us of him. Oh, that's lovely. Mm, it is. Mm. Ornaments have a way of including them. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, as part of the, of the decoration and the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just, I don't know, with ours it just, it just helps me feel like she's still there. She's still part of the... Mm. their lead up to and not just on Christmas Day, mm. you know, that she's on the track. They're included, in, included in, the, in, the, in that time period. Mm. Particularly for little ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got another one here. It's from Lisa and it's mother of Leon. Um, they have a photo of their son with his famous smile enlarged and printed on a block. It comes with us to major family events and we take a photo with him included. In a group selfie, it looks like he is with us. We overdress for everything as he used to dress really nicely and we don't care what anyone else thinks. We wear his style of jewellery, gold chains and bling to remember him. We include military activities or paraphernalia as he was proudly serving at the time of his passing and he loved the army. The youngest in our family spent the most time with Leon and can mimic his behaviour, especially the silly stuff, exactly. We do this a lot as a family. I collect pebbles and small rocks from my favourite walks, have taken them overseas to my son's grave, brought back rocks from the places where he walked. This is a new tradition. A friend of his organised a piece of art, a drawing that includes my son with the rest of us, as we were at the time of his loss. It is beautiful and has helped a lot. This will be the first Christmas for us, but culturally the new year is a more significant milestone. Mm. So that's from Lisa. That's hard, the first one. Mm. Well, yes. Thank you for sharing that with people, Lisa. That's, uh, uh, is it Lisa? Sorry. Yes, Lisa. Yeah, sorry, excuse mm. me. Um, thank you for doing that. Tina, have you got a... Yeah, I have a couple more. I've got um, one from Erin, mother of Brendan. Since losing Brendan in May 2016, that first Christmas was horrible. And though I'm not as bitter with any everyone's excitement for Christmas and all the decorations and see parents shopping with their kids, I'm still hurting for him. But I am still not a big fan of Christmas. From the beginning of this, I cannot be home all Christmas Day. I refuse it. I can't. There's too many memories of Christmas here. And if we can just get out of the house for most of the day, I feel it's a release and I can get through the day easier. That first Christmas without him was so miserable in every way. It was an overcast day and we planned to go to the Gold Coast to a beach that Brendan had been to with his friends at the time, though I didn't know that. And we didn't want to go further down the coast because we would have been just too upsetting and a big trigger as our family. We used to go down there a lot. It was so tiring for all of us getting everything out of the car and walking down to the beach. We had a picture of Brendan with us and a candle and some incense and fresh flowers to scatter in the water. 
there were tears as much as we'd hoped the rain would stay away. It did come down and we were getting wet despite the marquee. We had to leave as it was just too wet. But before leaving, we all walked to the water and threw the flowers in and hugged and cried and looked up at the dark clouds. That was a lar- there was a large ray of light beaming down on us. And I knew that was my spirit team and our Brendan letting us know that he was watching us. And since then, for Christmas, we go to a family member's place and have a photo of Brendan, a candle and a seat for Brendan at the table. Or we go to a park or a river nearby where he used to go. It is peaceful and generally not busy with people near the water. We have a a Christmas picnic and we have some Captain Morgans for him. And later in the evening, we'll go to his memorial seat and put flowers around his plaque and scatter more flowers in the river. He loved chocolate mousse, but I still can't make it. But one day I will make it for his birthday or have it for Christmas Day for him. We were going to just get out of here for this Christmas and go on a cruise, but due to COVID-19, that's been cancelled. So another Christmas picnic in the park is what we'll be doing this year and taking his big dog, Bazza, and a photo of him with incense and flowers. Mm. Mm. I love that uh, scattering of the flowers and the petals in in the ocean. Mm. We do that a lot for Joe as well. It's, it's very such a beautiful, um, calming, calming experience, experience, isn't it? Yeah, and just watching the waves, you know, take them mm. and wash them out. And yeah, I was talking to someone the other day, and I tried to sort of word it, but I feel personally myself as well getting looking at nature it's almost inhaling their spirit it's 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 living it's beautiful yeah and we think of them and it's it's very calming yeah because i guess maybe that's what they're part of now too that's right a lot of the time with um when zayla was little we still do it now but more when she was little for christmas and mother's days and jody's birthday and her death day we have the tradition that we would go to the a local lookout and we would write a message to Jodie on a balloon with mm-hmm. like helium balloon mm-hmm. um, and then we'd all have a little ritual and then let the balloons go because Zayla decided that the balloons would carry her message to Mummy Jodie in heaven so that's what we used that's to that's beautiful yeah that's what we we still it's hard now because they've actually, it sounds ridiculous, they've changed the laws, so you're yeah, not you allowed can't. to release the balloons mm. anymore. Mm. So that's been quite disappointing. But, um, yeah, that was a tradition for a long time for our family. Mm. Yeah. So you've got one more. I've got another one mm-hmm. from uh, Veronica, mother of Mark. Um, I pick a charity each Christmas and birthday and donate the money that I would have spent on Mark's presents to them. In the early days, I used to scatter his favourite Christmas tree where we were scattered his ashes, but I have stopped that now, though I eat the whole packet of treats in his (laughs) honour. I also buy a new Christmas ornament each year for my tree and for his siblings to put on their trees. I hope these suggestions help someone else. Lots of love, Veronica. Yeah, that's beautiful. I guess all these, have they... They've all got different ideas. They're not forgotten. It's mm. hard. Mm. Nothing changes that they're not here. Um, but somehow all these things that these people have told us about, it's all about bringing them forward, yeah. keeping their memories yeah. as part of our traditions. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I, think, I just feel like it's so important. I'm so pleased that, you know, that... But the nature of grief and the continuing bonds notion has really changed over time. Mm. Like once upon a time, it was like that person's dead, so every like it just stops. It ceases. You know, it ceases. You're never mm. allowed to talk about them. There's no photos. There's no, mm. you know, whatever. I just, I, as you said, like about your mother. I just, I really don't think that even me with my sister, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Let alone do that to Zayla. I just, I need to feel. Her close. I need mm. to feel that that relationship with my sister is still present. It's still part of my life. She mm. was such a big part of my life, and I want her to still be a big part of, of my life. life. And That's right. Yeah, I just I, I, I love hearing from these parents and how they, you know, continue their bonds with their children. And they're all so different, but they're all 
just so special and so mm. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're lovely. And we do appreciate them sharing those with us. Yeah, I was um, just going to say with Christmas, uh, everyone's situation is different. And I... I think this is one of the issues. It's it, it's it's we what all we're hoping is you might go. That's a good idea for people listening out there. Thank you for everyone that shared. That's a good idea. I'll try that. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know if you ladies agree with me. Have you had? I'm, I'm thinking birthdays, death anniversaries, and Christmas. Have you had uh, success and failure, or you thought, "Oh, I'll try this. It hasn't worked," mm-hmm. uh, or you know. Uh, or you've tried something, or it's been a serendipity where you've mm. tried something, but oh, that, that worked really well. That was that was because mm. I found when we initially, after you and demise, I found we were just. I, I was trying. Tr- I don't know what I was trying to do to be honest. Particularly Christmas, and um, <clears throat> December's not a great month. It's um, I was trying to recreate the old, well, almost well the old ways of doing things and once I found we found which we did particularly last year we found a different way of doing things at Christmas it took a lot of pressure off mm. Mm. Uh, I think sorry I don't mean to interrupt you but I think no, it's no. also really important to acknowledge that not everyone can actually do this No. sometimes Christmas birthdays anniversaries, mm. Mother's Day, Father's Day you're just like no I'm not doing it, mm. like it's cancelled it mm. is cancelled this year um, we haven't done that with Christmas but Mother's Day for the first you know, three years was not a day on our calendar mm. it just could not be celebrated um, but, you know, obviously because my mother had lost her child but because I was a, I, I found it incredibly difficult to navigate that I am now this surrogate mother to my niece, but my sister should be here. And like, it was, it's just awful. So I, I think I'd like to just acknowledge for those people that can't, can't. find new traditions and mm. find it really e- extremely difficult to, um, you know, navigate a way through. They just want this day to be an, just any old other day so that they don't have to face the fact that their loved one is not here. I just... Yeah. That's, a, that's a what we do. Um... I, I see. Do you, do you know what I mean by the t- phrase "doff your cap"? Doff no. your cap. It's a. It's oh, a doff, doff your cap. Yeah, doff yeah. your cap. Yeah. yeah. So, across to me, Christmas is a person walking across the road, the other side of the road. I I realise I have to doff my cap. Yeah. To Christmas, yeah. I have to acknowledge its existence. Yeah. But I don't have to walk down the road with him and have a conversation with him and be his best mate. Mm. Because that's how I feel a bit about it now. I feel like it's almost, it's just, and I have a child, and we, we do our best by her, but I mean, she's, she was old enough to realise, look, it's not the same. Mm. And, I, yeah, actually, I think once, once we release that pressure for ourselves, you know, to go to certain events or people at parties run up to Christmas and stuff, once we realise this, oh, we've almost set in play a um, routine mm. that's livable. We might change it. We might adapt it over time. Mm. But it, it's it's you know. And a friend said to me actually, he felt like I was starting to get a little bit better when I um, he's seen this routine developing. We did something over Christmas. He went, oh good. I think he felt we were moving. Not in the right direction. I don't mean to put it like that. Like that. Just, just in a healthier direction for us. That's mm. all I could say. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to put a moral valency on this. And what I mean by that is, I don't say, "Oh, that's good," or "That's bad," or "This is mm. terrible." We shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing mm. this. It's what works for you that isn't destructive to to yourself and others around you. And hopefully, as a family, you can come to that position where you can agree on a way to, mm. to, to do it and mm. you know be birthdays as you say anniversaries are very difficult you know mm. and except maybe someone doesn't want to engage as much as you 
just need to do all that, mm. you know? I, I think I, that's the key for me with everything, every discussion that we have. It's whatever works for you and everybody needs something different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just cut them some slack. Just mm. remember that it's a really, really difficult time and if they don't want to, they don't want to and they don't have to. But That's if they right. do, then they do. You know, it's whatever works for them. You That's can't, right. You can't put your stuff, your thoughts, your shoulds on to other people, you know, like... No, particularly as Dave said too, within a family, you have to get that as... Well, I think that's a great word, workable, mm. because we have to respect every other person's, like the parents, the siblings, you know, grandparents... You know, you have to work with, as you said, your daughter. I've had to work with my sons. You've had to work with your mum mm. and, and your Jodie's daughter mm. and your son, and who's my, still very daughter. important. Yeah, we have yeah, yeah. So um, it's, it's sometimes hard to get to something that is acceptable for everybody mm. to gather as a group. Mm. I, I actually hate... I, I'm just... I'll use the word hate... <laughs> Because there's no alternative. There's no alternative. <laughs> I think I'm not used, abuse, being abusive to language now. Is is that being forced to gather? Mm. I don't know if I could do. There's been some very important functions. And I'll just leave it at that. That I've just said no. I'm not going. Mm. Um, I, you know, where maybe. I would have gone before out of duty, at the very least out of duty. I just even my sense of duty now to some of these events, it just isn't there. Mm. And I hope at some point maybe I might be able to re-engage at some level, but I, I'm not putting myself under. I mean, that's the other thing I was going to say: be kind to yourself. You know, mm, <laughs> it's like right. I'm not beating myself to death over this yeah. anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, what was it the Catholics used to do back in the 1600s? Self-flagellation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna get me a little uh, metaphoric whip and thing out and start. You know, flay the skin off my back for yeah. for the fact that I have not turned up to. X event because mm. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Mm. And 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 the other thing as well, and I don't want to monopolise the conversation here, ladies. Is do you ever feel? I don't want to feel like the Christmas ghost. You know, like the the person, the the family, the sad people, the, the sad, sad people, man, mm. the sad man who sits there, who who you know when people say Merry Christmas, you're like oh, fuck off. Because <laughs> that's what you've part of me is feeling inside, and I don't, want, I don't want that to. Because at the end of the day, I want people to have a nice Christmas. I want families to be together. I want them to have a lovely old time. You know, mm. I, I, what happened to us is terrible, and I don't want that to. I don't want, I don't want to be self. You know, I don't, want, I don't want to go out. But the flip side of the coin is, I, I, I just wish people would stop. I know people say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I'm like, oh fuck that, that, that. that <laughs> And that was, yeah, I don't know. Do you want what Jenny all about yourself? How do you feel? Actually, when you were talking about the sad family, I can still remember not long after I lost Michael and um, a girlfriend of mine bumped into another girl that I used to work with and she said, oh, I saw Jenny, you know, at the shops and she just looks like this sad old lady. And I thought, oh, geez, I don't want to, I don't want to be the sad old lady. I didn't want to have that tag. Mm. And I remember also too, we were invited to Christmas drinks the the uh, days after we'd lost Michael and had his funeral. And my husband's saying, I don't want to go. And I'm saying, but we, we should. And I think that is so important, accepting and acknowledging in your heart you don't have to. Yeah. I always felt I should do this and I should do that because this is what we should. Mm. Why? Yeah, should. Why should killers. we? Exactly. <laughs> Shoulds are killers and, and they it, have no place with grief. No, no. And I agree also, you know, we don't want them not to have a happy Christmas. We're glad they're not suffering like we are. Mm. But if we decline, that's our right. Yeah, that's right. Because our hearts are smashed. Yeah. And they're never going to become healed. Yeah. That's, that's right. basically it. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, no, it is, it is interesting. Uh, I was thinking of... Uh, Certain events, um, it's interesting you say like people would 
I, actually, that was what I was going to say. I remember after my child died, the only thing I had was pre- previous knowledge of experience to fall back on. But if that makes any sense to you. So we'll do this this way. We'll do that that way because that's what we've always done. Because you've got, and you're walking on like a, as my friend used to say, like a cat that's been hit in the head with a hammer. You're not really, you're not the, you're not the same person. But all you can fall back on. I remember there was a, uh, all my family were across. We were sitting around the table and people were telling stories, and I kept going, excuse myself to go outside to, because I was upset, and I came, I come back in and carry on eating. And I look at myself now. That was days after you and passed away. I think myself, like, what the fuck were you doing? Hmm. Like, why did you even say, why, why are you telling us to go and fuck off? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, part of me is mildly, and then the other part of me goes to me, mate, you didn't know any better. You were just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was going to ask you ladies if you found this, was the, the, uh, the first year, we'll call it the first year, which for most people involve, well, we'll only course it's the first year, it'll involve a birthday, Christmas, and, and a death anniversary. Did you get that weird feeling? And I'm, I'm sorry for people out there who've gone through that first year now. I, well done. I think survival is victory. And, mm. and so that's, mm. that's the thing I have to say to you. You know, you get through it however you need to get through it. I just found the next day after getting through it all, I went, oh, I've got another year for this. Where's the the prize was another mm. year of this. Of this, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was mm. that was I I found I, I found that I'd lulled myself into almost a false sense of security, mm. even though I was trying not to do it. And I don't know if you ladies want to talk well, to I, that. I I will talk to that because I actually found and sorry for those still in your first year. I found the second year the hardest mm. because the first year everybody was acutely aware that it was your first. And so you did have a lot of support and you were ready because, oh, okay, this day's coming up and you kind of steeled yourself and you prepared and it was absolutely flipping devastating just exactly as you knew it would be. But come the second birthday, anniversary, Christmas, my birthday, you know, Mother's Day, all those things. Mm, Zayla's birthday. Zayla's birthday, yeah. Mm. Like it's just I found the second one's harder because... Mm everyone had kind of thought you were back to normal you you know well you've had 12 months now so you're fine everything's fine so there wasn't that level of support and it was just as devastating as the first year but I was very ill prepared Mm. to to deal with that level of devastation again without the support it's like shields up, isn't it? Yeah, first exactly. Year. Shields yeah, up. Exactly. That's exactly. And then, and, and you go, and you put, you, and, and and you realise. I think it is. It is. What? Just before it's in my mind, and I've got a terrible memory. <laughs> we got caught out. Not me. I remember my family got caught out recently, and it was an event, and it just, we just, it was too much. Mm. And luckily, I'm very, very lucky to have friends that don't get noses, don't get put out of joint if you don't turn. You are very, very lucky. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's That's, that's rare. And and just to add, there, these are male friends. So, and I, 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 there's, there's, there's research shown that alpha males, the one of the attributes of alpha males sometimes is some of the kindest people I've met have been understanding of being. What you call tough, tough, tough guys. You know, whatever society would deem as tough guys. And they've just been, look, it's okay, we understand, no worries, that's fine. Mm. There's never, you've never felt any rancor or any, yeah. any, mm, can't believe you did that or anything mm. like that. And, 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 and that, it's some of the, some of the in, a, in a way, some of the, the kindest behaviour, as I'm talking as a man now, and I know it's different for males and females, and it might not be, there's a lot of crossover, but we do, at extremes, I think we do feel things slightly differently. They let me off. Mm. I didn't have to be responsible. Yeah. It was okay for me not to be stiff up a bit, strong man, like the strong men in the room are going, it's okay, mate, you can, mm. it's fine, we understand, mm. you know, it's okay. And I, I, I'm very very thankful to them people 
because it could have made a terrible, a bad situation terrible. Mm. Does, does that make does that it make does. sense? Yeah, it makes it yeah. Does. Yeah. absolutely. That's exactly yeah. what it does yeah. do because yeah. you know we've. Well, I can't obviously speak for everybody, but yeah, I've certainly been in those situations where it hasn't gone that way, and the judgment and the shame and the shoulds, you know, they just they're crushing, un- like under the weight of them, and then and then you have that why the hell did I do that? Why did I go? Why did I put myself in that position? You know, why did I? But the should mm. outweighs. It's just it's ridiculous, and I think you know if I could impart one tiny little bit of of um we'll use the word advice I won't say advice wisdom wisdom from you know because I I, I am coming up to my 15th anniversary now so just cut yourself some slack just be kind to yourself should is just it's a dirty word Mm. there is nothing that you should do have to do have to partake in just be kind to yourself and if you if you do find yourself in it because you've made the decision to be there or do it and you then discover that it's too much it's okay to leave mm. you know it's it's okay to just back out and admit mm, I might have been off a bit more than I can chew really sorry I'll catch up on the flip side you know it, that's okay that's right that's okay I have a beautiful friend um, she was Michael's godmother and I'm her firstborn's godmother and I can remember one Christmas um, we always sort of go to them for they just get it they just love us accept us if we cry and this one year a Christmas carol came on and I just I think my whole face just broke and my goddaughter she just says oh my god I'm really sorry Jenny and she just ran changed I said no no you don't have to go yes we do because I felt bad that I because of my reaction they then had to react and, and mm. change, mm. but they were happy to. Yeah. And some people are yeah. and some people aren't. Yeah. And as a friend said to me the other day, she's coming up to two years in December, and she said, I cannot believe that I'm still here mm. and he's been gone for nearly two years. Yeah. And, you know, you're 15, I'm eight, you're six, yeah. um, and that feeling is every day. Mm. How can we possibly still be here? when these people aren't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think... Um, probably every feeling you've had at this point in time, we're talking about significant anniversaries or events, I imagine everyone has felt something very, very similar. Mm. They might not articulate it the same. I mean, because of my personality type, I'm a bit more uppity, you know, grumpy, I can be a little bit more grumpy. And that's, I think that's self-protection has helped me. I feel sorry for people with personality types. They just want to get affable, want to get along with people. And suddenly they've been forced into a world where you have to say no. Saying no to me is not that hard. Mm. You know, if you push me on it, it's, it becomes, thank God, thank me, Dad, God bless him. <laughs> If you, thank, if you push me on it, mate, do us a favour and fuck off. You know, mm. that's, that's, and I was, I was blessed with the gift of my father <laughs> to, to, to tell people, I, this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, and I apologise, and if I have to edit it out, I will do. We drove to France years ago, and my dad was tired, it was like a 24 hour drive, and this bloke walked up to him, <laughs> and he said to me, Dad, excuse me, old boy. Do you know what the cricket scores are? Now, my dad hated cricket. He didn't like posh people because he was from the north of England. So he said, mate, do us a favour and fuck off. I'll be driving for 24 hours. I don't give a fuck about the cricket. And watching that as a child, and I said to him later on, I said, Dad, why did you do that? And he went, I picked up pretty straight. He said, I picked up early on, very straight away. I wasn't going to get on with him. I didn't want him ruin me all the day. <laughs> so, but... I wish I had an, <laughs> a hint of that. I am one of the most agreeable people. It's just, yeah, it's sometimes a detriment. So I guess that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. And I you know, am too. Just, just be not, not kind into conflict. Yeah. yeah, can't cope with but it. Yeah, and, and I think that's uh, that, and that's one of the reasons we hope for the Compassionate Friends Queens as well. Is we, you know, I, I see it. I see it as a bit of an egg. 
you know, I'd like I'd like aspects of, of the organisation to advocate for people mm. to help them out at work and things like that. We're going to try and build that into it more. And the compassionate side, which is extremely important, like the softer centre, the, the the kinder, more loving, is is what we provide. And uh, certainly Jenny and, and Tina are involved with that. With the Tina with the siblings and Jenny obviously running the volunteers and the volunteer groups. And we've got some people out there doing the peer-to-peer support. It's um, you have to have both of it inside. You have to be kind to yourself. And you have to be hard on yourself sometimes. You have to be kind to others and maybe understanding. People, the people that mean well, generally I can forgive, mm. and they'll just let you get on with it this time. They won't hassle you at this time of year. The ones that I've got no time for, like it's if. Why are you upset? Oh fucking hell, mate! It's the fifth time I've told you. You know, it's that time. It's that time of the year. What the fuck don't you mm. understand about this? Mm. And they're probably never going to understand. No. And no. that's. So I, probably self-selected, you know. I had um, I had a girlfriend in the early, well, the early days, I think the first five, five or six years, we worked together, she's a very, very, very close friend. Um, every significant day, let's say that, I would come into work and there would be my favourite chocolate bar just sitting on my desk. No words, no letter, no nothing. She had just always made sure that she'd arrived before me on those days and my favourite chocolate, my comfort food was mm. there waiting for me. It's like a hug to your just heart. Just like a hug to me so yeah. that she didn't have to... That was her way of acknowledging it, knowing that I would come to her if I needed, you know, the support, but just, hey, I'm thinking of you today mm. and, you know, I'm here. It was just so powerful mm. and subtle but just such a beautiful gift knowing, you know, that she was there. Yeah, mm. It's really, Absolutely. really beautiful. I think them, 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 are, them are the moments, aren't they, that get you yeah. through. Yeah. And hopefully for people out there listening, there's going to be these little moments for you. Someone will do something, a little act of kindness, that will hopefully help. Help just... It's my, almost minute by minute, hour by hour, mm. isn't it? You know, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, would you say that's Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, you know, don't be too hard on yourself if you're having a good time and suddenly, yeah, that'd be my advice. Oh. Wisdom, where do you want to use it? Yeah, I think wisdom is good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, if, if, if it turns on a 50 pence piece or a 50 cents piece, mm. that you're suddenly happy and then, it, yeah, 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 content. Even, even year by year, like, like, I'm at 15 years now, so it isn't minute by minute anymore. Like, it, 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 it is longer. Some years still, though, mm. it's like, what, why this is so huge for me this year? Like, I'm drowning under the weight of this grief this mm. year. I do not understand why this Christmas, this anniversary is so huge. But does it matter? Like, no. It just, no. It just is, for whatever reason. It just is. Um... I think and sometimes I think too when you go, it's it's you know like I was saying before about the friend that was saying with two years, how can you how can you have survived fifteen years? And I think sometimes the longer they're not here, it just seems so much harder. Mm. But when you were sort of saying about you know friends that you are happy to sort of give because you know that they say they they mean well, they they haven't got a nasty bone in their body. I was talking to one of our very long-term members yesterday and I have a beautiful friend I went to school with and we're still close. Her son passed away two years before Michael and as she drove up to my house and came in, as soon as the word got out, you know, our house was full of people and I went up to Kath and the first thing I said to Kath was, I'm sorry. And she looked at me and I said, I've never been you know, what I should have been. I thought I was being a good friend. I thought I was doing a great job comforting you. But the the intenseness of the loss, I had no idea of mm. until it happened. Mm. So I think we have to remember that not everyone's out to get us or out to make us sad or disappoint us. They just don't understand it. And to be honest, we don't want them to. No. no. So try and not take it to heart um, and when they do say Merry Christmas, look they think that they're doing us 
you know, being a good friend or a good family member. Mm. Um, but in saying that too, maybe if they're that good, we should be able to say to them, just don't say it. Mm. You know, it's it's a hard, it's such a hard situation. It is, and I'm, like I say, people, I, I do generally believe some people don't. You, it's a very good point you raised there, Jenny, that some people, if the heart's in the right place, you generally can, can tell. Yeah. And uh, if someone's just being unreasonable, um, they're being unreasonable. You don't need to put up with them. Mm. Um, I, I, Jen, I was going to ask you, have you got any more? You, have you finished reading that? Yes, we've yes, read them yeah, all, thank you. Them all. That's yes. good. Yep. Right so, um, any other things you'd like to say, Tina or Jenny, before we call? Yeah, I just wanted to just remind people that, you know, coming into Christmas, we all acknowledge that it is. A particularly hard time of year. A lot of us have our anniversaries around this time of year as well, birthdays, um, whatever. So we are here. You know, we've got the the national hotline. We've got some support groups coming up through December. There's Zoom. There's one on one. You know, if you need to drop into the the centre, please feel free to do so. Um, yeah, just 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 remember that we're here. We get it. We've all been through it. So um, you know. Even, even if you can't exchange words and you just need to be in the presence of, you know, someone else who's been through it, remember that way here. Mm, we think, are here. Yeah, I think mm. that would be just the last thing that I'd like to to remind people. Jenny, about yourself? Yeah, no, I agree with Tina. We're here. Um, and I think we, we carry in our hearts all who have lost um, and we will be thinking of everyone out there who has to get through this season um, as best we can. And I would just like to say again what we've all said, do what you need to do. Mm. There's no right, there's no wrong. It's what's right for you and your heart. Yeah. And I think the only thing I'd add is it's the anticipation of it. Mm. Anxiety. The anticipation (laughs) of of it can, can sometimes... Uh, someone said to me who's very knowledgeable it's a, it's like a storm it's, I, I feel like it's weird, if you feel like Covid it's a bit like Christmas uh, all pack yourselves in the houses, don't go out uh, get loads of food in um, uh, it's it, it really Christmas <laughs> Christmas is a bit like the Covid emergency, you know lockdown, only see family members um, <laughs> And, and you know you keep you keep it down to select few, and I think it's it's it's, it's like a it's a, we do go all society get find it very anxious, mm-hmm. so we're going to find it particularly anxious. That's and true. And it's like a storm that's going to come through and pass. And you think by about Jan, January the second, it's done and dusted. Mm. And if you can just think to that to yourself, I've just got to get through this next. Five weeks. Yeah, yeah, forty-eight hours. You know, or you know, go and think. You know, whatever strategy you put in place, it will. It's going to pass. People will go on with the rest of their lives. This, yeah, and, and I think that's something maybe to keep in your mind. Mm. And I, it helps me sometimes. I almost feel detached to see it as like a, a storm rolling in, silly of single jingle bells at the shopping centre yeah. and think it starts. And I watch it the storm and it gets its height. For me personally, emotionally, whatever it be, and then it passes, and you continue with the rest of your life. So, on any uh, any any final notes? So, are we are we happy to leave it there? No, I think. Yeah. yeah so, uh, again, I hope it's been of use to you. The, the helplines there. Um, if you want us to talk, we're going to have more podcasts coming out. Compassion Friends Queens, and we really like the podcast format. And any feedback, please, please, please give it to us. And uh, and if you'd like to be involved in some of our podcasts, mm-hmm. please let us know through the through the office. And we'll we'll try and arrange that. And I just to say, look after yourselves, take care, mm. and um, be kind to yourself. We'll, we'll see you in the new year. Okay, thank you.
Hi, I am Patricia Schaefer, President of the Compassionate Friends Queensland. This podcast is for entertainment purposes as we are not qualified counselling professionals. We are a peer support group. If you feel the need to speak to someone after listening to our conversations, please contact our national helpline on 1300 064 068 or ring Lifeline on 13 one 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 four.